everybody and welcome to Love Unlocks live from my studio in my home where you know the same home where my wife lives so today's guest is not Skyping in from somewhere remote she is right here Alette <laughs> Wherever you are, you better be going wild. Be going wild. That would be nice. That would be very nice. So this is looking a little different than usual because normally, you know, I would be like in the center of the video and my guest would Skype in. But today we're doing it a bit different. And, um, very live. So when I started this whole thing, um, I had a list of guests and my wife pointed out very quickly that uh, it's all men. And that I should be inviting some ladies as well. So I thought. So I immediately thought, well, you know, then she should be first because she's the first lady in my life. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank so, you. So uh, it just makes sense. So that's why she is here. So for those who are joining us for the first time, because she's here, I know, I know, some of you are her fans, and that's great. I'm so glad you are here. But if you are joining us for the first time, this is Love Unlocks live sessions, and the whole point of this is to hear stories from amazing people, such as our guest today, of how God's love has unlocked their lives, in what ways, and what aspects, and to basically hear their testimonies and their stories. And it's brought to you by our ministry called Love Key. And Love Key, uh, our focus is to minister wholeness to families and unity to the body of Christ. We believe that a healthy nation is built upon healthy families, and healthy families are built upon Jesus. And that's what all this is about. So thank you for joining us. I can see some people already are making comments. When I look down, it's because I'm looking at your comments. I'm trying to see what you guys are saying. Uh, please ask questions. Please uh, let us know if there's anything I'm not asking her that you would like me to ask her. That we can do that. Uh, and it's great to see you all. Hello, uh, Beulah, Diane, Cindy, Elmery, Irene. So great to see you guys. Thanks for joining us. What a what a great thing. See, just because you are here, we are already topping out at our best viewership ever. <laughs> That's amazing. I should have brought you on from oh, the beginning. Thank you, my people. <laughs> Don't tell them about the money I pay you when I said uh, to watch that. <laughs> oh, my word. That's funny. Okay. So, we are live on Love Unlocks and we are going to chat to this lovely lady who is my wife. But today I'm going to, I'm still going to, even though I know some of the answers to these questions, I'm going to ask it because you may not know all the answers and I'm, I'm going to try to put my interviewer hat on and, uh, and do a good job. So she's been in many interviews and she's also interviewed other people. So she's experienced and I don't, I'm a little nervous, you know, <laughs> to be interviewing her. And I know how this is going to go. She's probably going to end up asking me questions as well. Um, but anyway, so this is, yeah, we're going to get to know Aletta a little better and have a bit of fun while doing it. So... Just maybe those, say say to the people that we we didn't discuss anything. He didn't prep me. He didn't tell me what he was going to ask. So I might be put on the spot today. And I bet you I'm going to be put on the spot today. Would you like to be put on the spot? No, I don't. How old like are you? The spot. <laughs> the whole world knows <laughs> that I'm 40 years old. <laughs> 40. Yes, please. And uh, how long have you been married, Aleta? In September this year, or the, the 25th of September, it will be 14 years. It's a lot of fours happening in my life. Yeah. 14, four children. 40, four children. Wow. Yeah. 20 plus 20 is 40. I'm telling you. Oh, my word. <laughs> Where are all the guys who are crazy about numbers? That's amazing. Um, okay. So, I would also like to know, how many schools did you go to? I went to one primary school. Thank Jesus. And to two high schools. Two high schools. And yes. what was one of those high schools? Was it perhaps a technical high school? <laughs> yes, it was indeed a technical high school where I made a table, a, um, what do you call it in Afrikaans? In English. You can say it in Afrikaans. What is it? I'm sure a swihawk. A swinghook. Okay. <laughs> and wait, that's not all. A post box. And there was a fourth thing. Every quarter of the year we had to make something else. So yes, I'm very handy. Very handy. She's very technically inclined and uh, she can change a plug. Mm -hmm. She reminds me which color goes where. Me, the man, she reminds me. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, we, we, are, we can fix things around the house if we have to, <laughs> yes. as, as we need to. Absolutely. Um, okay. 
I would love to know. Uh, many people might not know this. So let's go back to the marriage thing. I have asked all my guests this, so I would like to ask you as well. Okay. From the moment we met mm-hmm. till the moment I asked you to get married, how much time? Wow, from the moment we met. Yeah, and then from the moment we got serious. Maybe I should ask that because yeah, that's a nicer the, part of the story. From the moment we actually got together. <laughs> yes. Officially. That was pretty quick. It was quick. So you asked me out on the Wednesday, the 22nd of February. Oh, 22nd. That's true. 18, 19, 20, 21. Okay, yeah. And then we got engaged in April and married in September. So it was about six, seven months. Yeah. From getting serious to getting married. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you know, you know. When you know, you know. This is true. And um, and how did I ask you? You took me on a treasure hunt around Betty's Bay to all the special places or places that were special to you and significant in your life. And his parents drove me around while he would go ahead with his sister and her then boyfriend and um, left a rose and a photo and a, a clue to the next spot that I was going to um, get the next clue, etc. And then at the end, you were standing on a cliff in a white suit and the music were playing and the angels came down. <laughs> and then you said, will you please marry me? What was the, what was the one mistake that I made in, uh, in organizing that day? There's something I didn't tell you that I should have told you. To put in a dress. A white dress. Uh, no, the, the... Or just any dress. No, yes. When I woke up in his parents' house, <laughs> the brief I got was, wear a dress or something white. And I'm like, I live in Joburg. I packed for a weekend. It's April. It's cold. I'm not necessarily going to wear a dress. So all I had was a white jacket. Luckily, I had a white jacket. Otherwise, I could not tick the boxes. <laughs> you were always prepared and you still looked amazing. So it was, it was pretty special. Um, all right. So you... You get to travel quite a bit. You are the CEO of the SA Image Academy. You train up other image consultants. You are an image consultant. You are a best-selling author. You are a motivational speaker. You have multiple books. You've got CDs out. And because of most of these things, you do quite a bit of traveling. Mm-hmm. What, what do you love most about traveling? Wow, that's a good question. I love I love the me time I have with traveling, the, the, the opportunity to listen to what I want to listen to, to catch up on, on sermons and podcasts and just worship music. I have the most incredible time with God on a plane. When I have, there's something about earphones in your ear where it's the, the music is like right here in your head. It's not, it's not like open, it's here. It feels like there's something that comes alive. So I have, I have sat on planes where I'm in the aisle and I would just raise my hand like as, and people would think raise that I, I need right drinks, there. but I, I'm actually worshiping God. So I love, I love the me time and just catching up on things and, um, and using the time wisely. And also obviously meeting new people. Um, sometimes it's, it's scary <laughs> meeting new people. You're not sure what to expect. You don't know what to expect <laughs> and they take you to weird places yeah. and I've been to every small little town. But most of the time it's very exciting and fun. Without naming the town or the people, uh, please tell us about one of your worst travel experiences. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Luckily, my um, this, was a, this was a trip about, oh my gosh, five years ago, five, six years ago. Um, I was booked. It was far. It is in the Karoo. I'm not going to mention towns. But I was about to to go on my own. And my mom said, no, there's no way I'm going to go on my own for this trip. Because it's very far. And it's a long drive. You can't fly there. So you have to drive. And I drove. She actually said, let's make it a girl's trip. And she went with me. So I sat in the, at the back of the car. So glad that she could drive. Because I could then actually... Um, <laughs> do some work. I love being productive for while I have to travel. And um, came to a little town, took the wrong off-road, and then we were on a gravel road. We had a tire that burst. Oh, there was word. nowhere else, no one else in sight. Oh. Um, luckily, I remember our, that we night. It was the worst. I was laughing because when, when I'm nervous, I <laughs> you, laugh. You start laughing I crazy. I laughed so much because here we are in the middle of nowhere. There's no signal. I can't even phone anybody. And luckily, a farmer's wife and her two children came. Um, they drove past and they said that they wouldn't have been on that road at that time normally because 
because the kids come from school earlier, but they had no. a dentist appointment, so it was actually a miracle. And she was able to call her husband. Okay, anyway, long story short, eventually at about 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, we got to the venue where we needed to be in the city, the town. Um, it was very bad accommodation. My mom said it, the the bed smelled like urine. Oh. It was just like bad. No, and you, you had this picture I of, had this, oh, yes. of this, you know, <laughs> I remember you saying you had this picture of a bath yes. in this beautiful Karoo. I put in bubble bath and my, I was going to shave, you know, make an event. I didn't have babies because I, I had my little, my boy was the little one. Yeah. And we got there and there was this little shower with that plastic curtain. And I was like, there goes my bath. <laughs> Anyway, that was rough. That was rough. And we were here in Somerset West just praying and trusting mm. that things will work out. And yes. I mean, thank God that, that God did show up and was able to help you. Absolutely. Um, so that was, a, I mean, obviously a bad travel experience. But in general, what do you not like so much about traveling that you kind of have been enjoying not having while in oh, lockdown? Oh, my gosh. I hate packing. <laughs> I hate packing for traveling. I would... I would. Um, Why? I will tell you now. <laughs> I would. What is what I'd tell? Procrastinate until uh, I almost have to go minute. to the airport because I I don't know what I want to wear in two days time or in three days or I just want access to my whole wardrobe at the same time. So that's why. And then they are. That's why I don't miss traveling at all. And obviously I miss my kids and I love the fact that that I don't have to think about so far ahead now. In fact, it is. <laughs> I have been so used to now not going anywhere that I now that we are allowed to do a little bit more things, I've missed appointments because <laughs> I've, in my head I'm like, we're in lockdown, I can't yeah, go anywhere. I can't go. And then people phone me and I'm like, where it's are you? I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's something to, go. to get used to. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's now just, having to look in the diary again to say, oh, we actually have a meeting. Yeah, with and actually go yeah. like, and get in the car and go. Normally, uh, there's some there's some part of me that goes, it's actually kind of nice just getting yeah. on a Zoom call and uh, yeah, okay, well we can convenient. chat right now. Yeah. I don't have to drive. <laughs> That's what happened this morning. We had to do a Zoom after I forgot to go to the meeting. Wait. Mm. Luckily, we could do the Zoom. We could. That, that helps. It does. Cool. Um, I want to see. We've got. I don't have any questions yet for you. That's fine. We'll keep an eye on that. All right. A uh, couple of favorites. Okay. So, oh favorite country that you have visited. Oof. I think something that will stand out for me always will be my first overseas trip mm. as a university student in the university choir. And the, the moment I opened my eyes, I mean, we, we got to Europe. It was all late, but the morning I woke up in Prague was just like breathtaking. So I think Prague would always prachtig. be it's very prachtig, mm. would always be one of my favorites. But I mean, I love everything about Europe. I love the... The look and the feel, the ancient, the food, the everything. But I also love the USA and I also love the UK. So it's, I just, I love traveling. I yeah. wish, I wish, I wish sure. we could do it more. Yeah. And like international, Absolutely. seeing places we haven't family, seen. With my family, with my kids. Exactly. What is the, um, the place, like the country and destination that you still want to visit, that you haven't had a chance to visit? Oh, there are so many. But I think one <laughs> of the ones that you know about that's on our bucket list is to see Hawaii. Yes, we Hawaii, want to do a top of the list. We should not have watched the show Hawaii Five-O. It's like you becoming a lawyer because of LA Law. We it's TV shows <laughs> create such a hype. Absolutely, about a, they give you the yeah. they give you that impression that this is what it's like always. You yeah. know, it's aerial Absolutely, shots in yeah. the blue and ocean. Everyone is, and is skinny and can wear bikinis. Yeah, I'm sure everyone surf, <laughs> surfs, surfs. Yeah. Uh, okay, so favorite movie. Sure. I mean, all-time favorite would probably be something like The Sound of Music because it's just something I grew up with. I watched it 400 million times and I know the words off by heart still to this day. But during the years, I mean, there were so many. I, I've watched Jacob the Liar, which is incredible. Shawshank Redemption is amazing. The Notebook. Oh, my word. Mm. It's like, ah. Oh. See, there are a few. I can't, I can't stick to just one. All right. Mm. Favorite TV show? Mm. Sure. Something that's really touched your heart or made you laugh a lot. Oh, my gosh. That would be a movie, though. Yeah. Called Sharks and Schuster. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> Don't share that about me. People think I'm from a proper. Um, 
TV show. I mean, Friends is a Friends is a classic oh, that we yes. just love watching over yeah. and over again. We Always can watch funny. Friends, but there have been yeah, there have been great shows and not so much great shows. <sighs> Nothing I can think of right now that's like, oh my word, you've got to watch that. It seemed to me like you enjoyed The Midwife quite a lot. Oh yes, called The Midwife was special. That was oh, very you, very you special. Were really enjoying that. And then I felt pregnant, and then when I I'm like, we're just crying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so real. It's so real. Uh, favorite food. <laughs> I love food overall. My life you could I know yours. I know you always know what you want, but you know me. I <laughs> I always try to be healthy and then I make the wrong choices. But yes. I no, but love if you can meat. choose anything what any meat. Yeah. I love lamb, I love chicken, yes, I love chicken. Yeah, yeah, Favorite dessert. Is that easier? <laughs> Why do you think that? I remember that one time we were in that Milan Boutique Hotel when yes, there was I, that. I was thinking of that. that. Oh, yeah. It what was, was an avo It was dessert. weird. Yeah, but you loved it. Like I, you freaked out. I did freak out. Yeah. It was a freaking explosion in my mouth. Yeah, something like that. If if I am at all my father's child. Avo dessert, guys. Yeah, it's going to be um, something with caramel. I love chewy. And yes. crunchy. Honeycomb. Honeycomb. You can have a whip with honeycomb. Yeah. Toblerone, die crunchy, chewy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cute noise. <laughs> uh, not, not in the middle of the night when I eat it in bed. No. Like, Her favorite snack is these, uh, what do you call it? Rice, Rice crackers. crackers yeah. Oh, my word. We're watching TV. It sounds like the earth is moving. <laughs> I feel the earth oh my move. Word. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right. So I also have done this with all my guests. So mm. you have to do this as well. Okay. The first word that comes to mind about me oh. and about your four children. Wow. Okay. You. Oh, so it's not. Yeah. I think all of them said it's impossible to say one word. Yeah. But if you have to choose. Handsome. <laughs> <laughs> handsome, Heinz, handsome, humble, hungry. Good choice. Oh, wow. So Triple H. H. Yeah. Ah, wow. Uh, Leon, my eldest, I would say my. He is, uh, just for those that don't know, he is turning, he just turned 10. Yeah. And uh, he's an he's amazing little man. Inquisitive, brainiac, knowledgeable. Question asking. Beast. <laughs> That's what he is. In a good way, beast. In a good way, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good way. Simeon is my emotional, dramatic, over the top one. Um, Ruben, I'm sorry that I can't do one word. Ruben is my cutie pie. Just, I love him to bits. He's, I mean, I love all of them to bits, but he's just cute. Flat out cute. I can do that with one word. And Alana is joy. I think she just brings joy. Yeah, so beautiful. And uh, then this one as well. What's your biggest life dream that you still want to accomplish? Yeah, I mean, you've achieved so much. but what <laughs> Lose is, 20 kilos. Is that <laughs> <laughs> it's not my biggest life dream, no. Oh, my gosh. I think just talking about it now is to see the world, um, to influence the world, to tell the world of Jesus whilst I'm traveling with my kids and mm. you, obviously. Oh, just wow. like experiencing. Thank you for putting me in there. Yeah, now. yeah, just, just about, just, just. <laughs> Um, experiencing different cultures. I mean, we, we, I think we will experience it in heaven one day. I think we will, God will allow us to experience, because I mean, he gave it to us. It's, it's almost unfair not to be able to experience all the cultures of the world and mm. see, oh my, you made them and you made mm. them and you made them. And I want to just, you know, experience their food. It will be awesome. Cool. But now that everything's online, it's sorne. don't know. I don't know, but I've got faith. Yeah, we all still travel. Yes. Things will things will return to some kind of new normal. I, I shouldn't say that everyone's no. using that term. S uh, some kind of new, new state of being, new status quo. Let's let's yeah. use that as a as a term. All right, and then uh, the main sort of you know reason for this conversation is is for people to hear your story about how you met Jesus. And uh, I know, like many people, you grew up knowing about him. There was an early decision, but then life happened mm. and things shifted. And like me in my story, they were more than once surrendering, giving your life to Christ. Uh, so, yeah, I would just love for people to hear your story. How, how did you meet him the first time and how did your relationship deepen over the years? And 
And how has his love unlocked your life? Cool. So that's just what your show is all about. I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. The supportive wife, guys. Yeah, very much so supportive. (laughs) No, she does know. She's just Um, kidding. I am just kidding. So (laughs) I am very fortunate to have grown up in an incredible house, home, where both my parents loved and still loves God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Um, my my grandparents were with faith-based people. My grand- grandparents on my mother's side were missionaries, traveling, traveling, um, literally sacrificing their own well-being and life to get the gospel to as many people as possible. In fact, they they have I, I hold on to it, and I, I believe that I've got such a great heritage because of that. Like. Somebody like Reinhard Bonnke, who is one of the world's greatest evangelism oh, evangelists, I'm thinking ahead of me, lived in my grand- grandparents' house in South Africa for two years, being trained by my grandfather in how to um, disciple to to the different cultures in, in the African in the context. African context oh, yeah. oh. Um, my grandmother could speak how many languages, so she would translate for my grandfather, and and that was something that I grew up with. Uh, we were my my mom was the eldest of six kids. She had five brothers, and so obviously, if they all had kids, we had we were a big spice family, and we would go to my grandparents' farm growing up every, especially every June July holiday, and we would grow up with the people on the farm coming in the house and services and worship and preaching. And at that age, I mean, it's so irritating. I can see in my own children at this age when we say we're going to pray and we're going to do Bible, they're like, oh, seriously, like not again. <laughs> and that is what you experience at that age. Like, I just want to go play Barbies, but why now we have to sit under the word? Like, seriously. Um, but when I was 10, I, and, and, and my parents were both very involved in their church. My father was a worship leader. My mom sang with him and played the piano. So very musical family. Um, and and I think in a, in a, in a way, there, there was... There has to have been, I mean, I'm thinking back and I try to remember, but it's impossible, some sort of resentment in the sense that they were so much or often at church, but not. it wasn't bothering me at that age at all. <clears throat> but I remember literally growing up under the pews at church where they have to stay later or be there earlier or... Um, and hearing the word of God always, I would I would sometimes fall asleep under the pew and then I would wake up and check out everybody's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you that. And then I would like look f- how many rows ahead and I would try and guess who that who shoes they are. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm a word. But there was a significant day on the 10th of April 1990 when I was 10 years old where I remember the pastor preached and I had this... Um, Gewaarwording. This, this just revelation. Revelation, and it was it was as if I had a, an encounter as a ten year old girl, where I just realized that I was not going to go to heaven because my grandfather is a missionary, or my grandmother can translate, and mm. my father is on stage, and my mother is mm. on stage, and they worship God. It's got to have to be a choice that I'm I make, and he he made an invitation, and I just felt my legs walking forward, and I remember I was just crying and crying and crying and crying and crying, sure. and um, made a complete yeah like. I think that day I was actually baptized with the Holy Spirit as well. I think it was an all in one, mm. if I can remember correctly. And yes, there is something that ha- that happens in your life that moment you meet Jesus. They, it's. It's amazing how you just you can never be the same again, hmm. and it's not as if you went somewhere or you had to go through a ritual or yeah. it's a it's a decision that says if I am not going to choose you, I might miss my eternal future mm. where I'm going to spend my eternal mm. um, life, and and it's not worth um, trying to do things on my own, and. And yes, life happens. Then you go through your teenage years and still, I think, growing up in that era where um, there was a lot of of religion still, still mm. a lot of rules mm. and regulations. And, and it is difficult to grow up in a, in a Christian house. I think it was difficult for all of us growing up in Christian homes at that stage where that was, that was not the norm, where you have to pray and read and you have to do this. And you also, so, so let me just start. I have to backtrack because it's definitely part of my story. I think I must smile more. (laughs) Not that I can see myself. Um, 
my parents, um, beautiful love story, got married, had their first baby, had their second baby and thought that was going to be it. Um, literally, <laughs> I remember my mom tell, told me that when she, when she went out of the hospital with my sister, who's the second born, the nurse told her, see you again next year. <laughs> and she was like, ah, ha, ha. And she should have rebuked those words, but no, she did I mean, obviously there's a plan for my brother. And the next year she was there with my brother. And then they wow. had three and they was like, okay, seriously, we planned and we budgeted for two. And now we have three. And she gave all her baby stuff away. And just when she did that, she found out that she was pregnant with me. So total shock, total not planned. Um, I would never say I was unwanted because they 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 always wanted me. But but I mean it's a it's a it's a total normal reaction when mm. you have not planned for yeah. something like this. And um, what I it's a, and it's a massive part of my story. And it's a massive part of of when I speak to women where I can show that the slightest thing like that. I mean I'm not even speaking about issues like being molested and raped and abused at a young age i i speak about the slightest bit of rejection being experienced even as a fetus mm. had an effect on my life mm. so what where this links in as part of my story is that because i experienced rejection in although my parents loved me and wanted me from from the word go they had that initial oh my word what the um and in that moment i experienced rejection i came out to be the perfect little girl just really wanted to to do and, and and I mean you're a baby. It's not as if you as a baby try to program yourself and say you better do everything right. It's a natural or it's probably an unnatural thing that happens where I just I was very neat and just I did I wanted to please my parents with everything I did. So I think a lot not be a burden. Not be a burden mm. at all. And I wanted I, I think in my subconscious I wanted them to say, We didn't really want you, but hey, you turn out to be such a blessing and we're so glad we had you. And they have joked and said that often. But I mean now we can laugh about it because I had healing and I could deal with that wound that was created at that stage. But um because of that, many a time in my younger years I would think I was saved. But also just trying to please my parents, mm. say the right things. Mm. I remember when we did um, Bible study at home. My father said, "You better listen because I'm going to ask you questions afterwards." And then I would freaking repeat everything he says in my mind so that I can remember that if he asked me that I would remember everything. And and <laughs> and if you pray as a little baby, not baby girl, and they agree with you, you it kind of builds your self esteem. Yeah, yes, yeah, they say, amen, yeah, amen, yeah. amen. <laughs> anyway, so a lot of a lot of that that is not relationship-based was was a part of my life. Even after giving, giving my heart to the Lord, there was still, it, it was a rules and regulations and, and we didn't experience that freedom. To the day, my parents were both first, um, firstly they were both teachers and then my dad became a lecturer. He was actually, he's an incredible teacher. So he, he, he had the ability to teach you anything in such a, in understandable way. Um, and when he, after he was a lecturer, became a pastor, I was now suddenly a pastor's daughter at the age of 14 going into high school. So it's, that's why I was only in a technical school for a year because we moved and um, everything changed from city to farm. Like my mm. whole life was kind of upside down. But sure. in the end, it was an incredible start of a new season in my life where I experienced the freedom of my parents because they were introduced to inner healing and dealing with issues and mm. noticing that it doesn't matter that you are saved, your spirit is saved, but your soul and your body still needs to deal with stuff that has happened to you, that was done to you, that yeah. um, that you have done maybe. Um, and there's a process of sanctification that needs to take place. And I, being the youngest of four, like I said, I was the only one that was still in at home or in the house when I saw my parents transform in front of my eyes. Um, seeing that even though they've known God their whole lives, how they just, there's a freedom that came over them, like getting rid of religion and the religious spirit and the rules and the regulations and, and dealing mm. with forgiveness and bitterness. And, and I, I, at a, as a 17 year old, I said, I want that. I want that. I want to, I want to deal with stuff. If there's anything that's holding me back, I want to deal with that. And I think that is something just thinking about that now, Heinz, is that, that 
kind of set me apart from so many at my uh, of 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 my peers because yeah. nobody else knew about it or or We're if they knew in that way. Exp- yeah. and also didn't want to like I don't want to deal with my stuff you nobody wants to deal with stuff it's not a fun exercise it's not like yay let's no. go forgive everyone ignorance is bliss and in many ways I, I think guess. the fact that I was willing to say let's deal with stuff I know I was rejected before birth I know I get jealous often. I they, I could recognize stuff in my life that I didn't want in there. So I would often see somebody, speak to it, pray through it, deal with it, forgive people. So the, from from 17, 18, I had, I had that as part of my makeup. Just dealing with stuff. Just the moment you recognize it. And, and bring it on your bring, bring it on your I'm aware that's my line. Yeah. <laughs> bring it on your Bring it to the light. <laughs> and I remember... Um, uh, anyway, so life happens. You go through school, varsity, you get sidetracked, you get into the world, you get into the things of the world. And I, I remember always really trying hard to be the light, to be the salt. But yes, I, I had fun. It, w- it wasn't as if I kind of didn't do anything. I didn't go out. I didn't like, I had so much fun. I think university was one of my best, well, a few of my best years in my life. But also making that choice that I'm going to do everything to the best of my ability. I'm going to use these four years wisely because I'm never going to have it back. And just, but yes, life happens and you get sidetracked and you study and you're busy and and God is like, mm. always listen to worship. Always try to fill my my heart and my home and my room with worship music and because it's just it's something that I grew up with my whole life. Am I speaking too long? Mm. Um, and then I think when a, a, a great um, moment, what do you call it? Dreipunt, Kierpunt came again when I met you and you introduced me to discipleship. Where I remember on our first lunch date, we were sitting in Rosebank. The zone. Letter. <laughs> and you you told me about your church and you told me about um, discipleship and you asked me, Do I have somebody who's spiritually stronger than I am who speaks into my life? And I'm like, Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Careful now. Heaven no. <laughs> Good heavens. <clears throat> I was like, no. Like, no. I mean, we will know for my what come later. It's like that pride thing coming out. Yeah. And you introduced me to the people at your church. It was an incredible experience for me. Just, um, yeah, it's a long story in itself. But when you introduced me to the the lady Marita, my friend, who who discipled me in the end, it was such an it was such a friggin' revelation moment where where I, where I realized you cannot do this on your own because sure. if you're gonna try and so do good. it on your own, you're mm. gonna mess up. Yeah. Because things that happen in the dark is gonna stay in the dark. But we you are, want to leave we, it there. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you are accountable to somebody, if you know. Whatever I'm doing now, I'm going to have to repent, not only to God. Because it's easy to repent it to God. Yeah. Okay. And that's, and, and I mean, it is, God is so gracious, you only have to say that. But God also say, you have to speak to your brother, you have to bring mm. it to the light. So, James 5. And oh. that's the hard part, having a confession session and sitting and say, oh man, I did this, I thought that, I, whatever you did. And, and. That accountability relationship helping you and preventing you from doing things because you know you're gonna you have to gonna say it. So let's not do it. Then and then eventually it then, becomes a lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sure. So that in short is my journey as a child of God. And and uh, and I mean I've had it easy in the sense of I mean I didn't grow up rich. We always had enough. God provided. My father was a faithful tither, and I believe. It has got so much to do with just where they are in their life as well. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I didn't have it hard in the sense that there was abuse or like I, I on Father's Day on Sunday, I said, I don't have that daddy issues. And I mean, just to say that out loud is freaking incredible. Yeah. But after we got married, we have been through so much in a faith journey that, I mean, we were tested to the core in so many levels where... I can't. I, I, mean, I don't sit here and, and you can not think, oh my word, she's got everything. Because I can tell you I've been through a lot, whether it was a miscarriage, whether it was financially just like being absolutely drained. 
you go through that and it's amazing how your faith grounds you. If I didn't have that, my mom actually just reminded me I was preaching unannounced at a church last year in Rustenburg for it was supposed to be like a five minute sermon at the end of a conference. I, I literally didn't plan to do it. It was I was kind of caught but thrown into the deep. And I spoke about trust issues, about how I love God and I um, I mean, I, I believe he can do anything, but how in that phase of my life, I, I struggled with trust issues for him to come through for so many things that I've trusted him for. And now, six, seven, eight months later, it's not even a year or two or 12 or 20, but it can take so long. Looking back, I'm like, oh my word, everything I preached about, you came through, you mm. did this. You, it's, He yeah. is a faithful God. And, and I think the secret lies in having so much faith that you know whatever you're going through right now to have complete peace and know he's got this. And even though it doesn't make sense right now for you in the flesh or in the physical, one day you're going to look back and think, oh my word, that is what needed to happen before that could happen, before that could happen. And here I was kicking and screaming. And I think God was just like, girlfriend, just hang (laughs) with me. You're going to see because he can see the whole Mm. picture. We are just in this now and, so good. and it is now where we are at it's tough it's tough for everyone everyone is affected in some way some obviously worse than others but being able to hold on to your faith and know he knew this before the beginning of time it wasn't a surprise corona is not a surprise to jesus can i just say that he knew all about it mm. and how he prepared us and how he sustained us yeah. and how he's still sustaining us even for this very moment yeah. is just mind-blowing sure a lot of people always tend to ask you, how do you do it all? <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, based on your testimony, where you are right now, running a company, having multiple businesses running at the same time, uh, you know, having a husband and children, uh, how, how do you, you know, how do you do it all? What is, how do you answer that question? you are now wanting to see whether I um, speak the truth it's now child on our roof I don't know why he's doing that on purpose I think anyway so thank you for that it's my most hated question ever oh my head anyway so in the in the physical I think it has to do a lot with my wiring and my personality. I I love being busy. I mean, you know it. I, yeah. It's very difficult for me to switch off, even even though I want to. Sometimes I, I also don't want to. I I just <laughs> you love, I being, love productive. being productive. So and I'm, someone once gave you a word about it. Yes, a hummingbird. Yeah, and it, it was, kind of gave you a lot of peace. It oh. was. It, that's actually very good that you mentioned that right now because at one stage, because I am aware of issues and performance and and people acting in certain ways because of what they've been through, I, I thought that the, the way that I was and always wanting to achieve and it was a performance thing and that I wanted to prove myself. And then I, I met somebody randomly who didn't know me from a bar of soap. Well, she, she knew about me, but she didn't know who I was and my inner being. And she said to me, God clearly showed her a picture of me being a hummingbird. And a hummingbird's wings um, apparently flaps faster, not that it's flapping, than a bee's. So it's incredibly fast. It's like this and the, and. And she, I think part of her prophetic word was that God is experiencing so much joy in me being like that. And it gave me so much peace because I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. That is just, that is who I am. I'm not trying. Because if you're not going to have to tell me, go just near, stop. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find me in a room (laughs) rocking back. Which I I do sometimes try to do. I try to tell her, babe, just slow down. I even try to hug her. Yes, Bad, bad, bad idea. Bad, when, bad. when she's on a mission, yeah. no touchy touchy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so in the physical, I like to be, um, and I think I am an entrepreneur, and I think I think of of new ideas and stuff, which is awesome. But that is how I was made, and and I often say to people who ask me these questions in interviews, 
please, if you are the viewer, do not compare yourself to me. We are not in a game of comparisons. There are many things I hate doing. I hate cooking. I do not put the food on the table. He does 99% of the time. I can do it. I don't like it. I'm not the typical mother. I'm not the um, sacrifice my whole life, give up everything, and my children is all, it's like my be all, end all. I'm not like that. In my and, and it's amazing that it actually came out in one of our sessions with a play therapist that we had with one of our children. Because um, I would tend to feel guilty about the fact that I am not so hands-on. Like I'm there and I'm picking them up. I'm dropping them off. I'm... Because that is what is expected from the mother or a parent. Um, and what came out from our personalities and understanding your personality, which is very important, yeah. is that I am the kind of personality who will know exactly where my kids are and where they need to be. And I will organize that they get there, but I'm not necessarily going to be the one. So they feel safe in knowing that mom's got this. We're going to be there. Everything's going to be okay. But she's not necessarily going to be the one taking me. Dad might take me or... Omar of Iman. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, in my flesh, I was made to be productive. I believe. I speak it. I prophesy it. But I cannot do it without my faith. Because the moment I do not spend time with God, I feel it. I feel drained. Mm. I feel overwhelmed. I feel it's too much. I feel like I've got messages on every platform ever. People asking me stuff and I'm like, ah! I got a deal, me. And then I need to, I have to have time out where I'm like, okay, let's just get back to basics. Back to the start. Back to the start, back mm. to the foundation. Yeah. What is it all about? Where do we need to just regroup? It's like that. And then the moment. Um, and I, I've said it to you often during this lockdown, and I've said it on my social media as well. It, it is obviously crazy with four kids in the house, and especially those first few weeks when we had no help was totally overwhelmed. It was fun and we embraced it for as long as we could. But doing washing and laundry and cleaning the, and house. Cleaning the house and oh, feeding sure. children 24-7 when you are made to like do other things <laughs> <laughs> as well. As well. Yeah. Um, it it kind of got to me at one stage. And, and I, would, I would have time where I'm like, God, I feel guilty because I, I don't get to you. I wake up with a kid on my boob and from there on, there are kids running in, and then you must get a. Does he fall in a sloppy? And it's It's just like, it's like whatever. And then I mean, you and I, we when they are in bed, we would work from nine till one, two in the morning, go to bed. So it's just a, it was a crazy rhythm that we got where we were just exhausted, and and I, I mean I felt guilty. And every time God is so faithful. When I say I've got ten minutes. They, they might have taken a, a walk around the block or um, just played outside and I had 10 minutes when my baby is sleeping and I could just have 10 minutes with Jesus and I would open my Bible and he is... I mean, I know people feel different about about things like that. Maybe like for you, God gives you a message in your head, mm. like a, a scripture. A scripture yeah. You can see 1 Corinthians 5, 3. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and... I would just open it and there would normally be an area that I've already scribbled in and I would I would take that as my let's go to that. And every time this happened during this crazy time, God has been so faithful. And he's just and I think that is where where love unlocks comes in. Because in that moment he reminds me that he is not um he's not judging me or uh, loving me less because I'm spending less time with him. I love you so much that I'm so faithful that even in 10 minutes, I'm going to just bless you with hope and give you this word to hold on for, to feed off off yeah. for the next while. But what I also see in you and what I think we all need to have as an approach is that the Bible says in everything you do, mm -hmm. do it as if unto the Lord. Absolutely. And I remember when... When Leon was a couple of months old, we went out to church for the first time. You were so overwhelmed and mm. felt very similar mm. uh, as you did in the beginning of lockdown. <laughs> and and we went yeah. to church and there was a there was a guest speaker prophet from the states and didn't know us from a bar of soap. And mm. he, we went forward and he when he saw saw a letter, he just immediately said, "God wants you to know that raising this baby is worship unto Amen. Him." 
And and that I think is what I see on your life is that with everything you do, you are worshiping him. You may not have your specific cut out quiet time in a in a traditional way, but you know, you you love your staff well. You you every lady that you have as a as a client walks out changed um and it's because of god in you that you share with them so that's what i that's what i love about you wow i love you too (laughs) (laughs) but it is it is important because um i think i'm not the only mother who felt overwhelmed during this time i think every single mother out there feels overwhelmed with suddenly dealing with all Mm. your children and perhaps a husband and perhaps abuse and perhaps a lot of other things that you need to deal with in this time and i think if you are a child of god because I've had that questions as well in the multiple sources of messages that I get from across the <laughs> web. Um, people ask me, how do I do, how do I, especially if I, if I do post the scripture that I've received, how do you have time for this? It's something that you need to understand that everything, whether you are cooking a meal for your family or changing your baby's diaper, that is worship unto God because you are taking care of his creation. You are taking care of his creation. If you are abusing your children, not so much, but in every other thing, in working, in in providing for your family, in everything that you do, it's worship unto God. And to not forget that mm. is important. Yeah, definitely. The we can yeah, we can make this the I guess the last question. What is your message to families? And just South Africans out there at this time, what is, what do you, when you read the news and listen to the word of God and see how people are reacting and just the chaos, you know, yeah. that it's around, we're surrounded by. What, what's, what does God stir in your heart to, what is the message that you would like to shout from the rooftops to everybody? <laughs> oh, there are many. Um, I think I think the main thing that the enemy got right during this time is to spread fear like a felt fire. Mm. Everyone is yeah. fearful. Everyone yeah. I speak to, even though they may be godly or not, everyone is fearful in some measure. Whether it's whether they're gonna get sick, whether their children are safe, whether they're gonna lose their job, whether they have lost their jobs. Whether they have a future, the fear is the the mongering thing that's just like not it's not good. Um, and I was I was actually just listening to a sermon from Stephen Stephen Furtick when I was getting ready, and he said he's so tired. His message was about being tired on the inside. He's like he's so tired not being able to trust anything you hear. Because yeah. that is what's happening. The sure. conspiracy theories going true, around yeah. is absolutely crazy. And I spoke to my friend the other day, and and she is, I mean, she's she's a faith based girl, and and she's like just suffering. She's I'm I'm really struggling at the moment. And I said it's it's totally understandable. It will be weird if you are not affected. I mean, you can't go, yay, everything's okay, the skies are blue, everything's perfect, because it's we don't live in that world. We're all touched in a way and we all kind of don't know what the future holds and it's very uncertain i think that's the word that also came up all the time it's uncertain you're not certain of anything are the kids going to go back to school what is happening when can i work again when can you work when when can you travel again people ask us are you going to have your 12-day course in pretoria i don't know i think so i hope so i believe so but i mean it's uncertain (laughs) so it will be unnatural if you are not affected in or or not experiencing some kind of turmoil on the inside during this time. Yeah. But, God, I tend to not listen to anything. I get messages from the east and the north and the south and the west with videos and this is happening and the chip is coming and the end of the world and the mark of the beast and the antichrist and Microsoft and Bill Gates and I don't, whatever. I would go crazy if I had to read everything. And believe everything. And believe everything. Yeah. I would go absolutely crazy. crazy. And I know what I've experienced in that 10 minutes that I open my Bible, that it is a source that I can trust. It's the truth. It is the, the only, only truth, truth yeah. and nothing but the truth. So good. And if my God said, 
this is what's going to happen. I'm like, that's what's going to happen. I'm not going to go with the video that the pastor made in England or the what, who is he? Who are they? What do they know? What is the truth? Everybody can make anything up and get it viral in seconds. And it's, it's not, it's an opinion. It's a conspiracy theory. So I'm just like, I don't care what anybody sends me. I don't, if I know what's going to come, I don't watch it. Um, I don't listen to the news. I don't want to know what's going on. I want to know, am I in right standing with God? Is my family in right standing with God? Because in the end, somebody asked me the other day, what is my, what will be my biggest accomplishment or something like that? I said, when I go to heaven and all my children and my family goes with me, like I want to get my kids in heaven. That's, that is where we want to end up. I think we tend to just look so far ahead of us and think this is, this is our future where our future is eternal and what you do now and what you decide now has an effect on your eternal future. Sure, so, so good. Are you saved? Yeah. Are you a child of God? Sure. Because if you are not, then you are, have reason to fear because if your life comes to an end, yeah. where are you going to be? Yeah. But I know if I die today, mm. I'm going to Jesus. So yeah. I'm not so much worried about that. I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of, I mean, there are things that worry me, like a natural mother, it, it worries me about my children and, and if, whatever. But I know God and I know his word and I know what his word says about these things. And I know that if I walk with him and I spend time with him and I believe in his word and I trust him, not only read it, but actually listen and do it, that he's going to be with me. And yes, times are going to be tough. Times are tough. It's not never in the Bible it says that it's going to be easy. It actually promises us. It promises us it's going to be In this tough. world, you will have trouble. Jesus said that. We think it's airy-fairy. Uh -huh. I mean, how many times have we received messages lately just speaking about our, our marriage thing that starts on Thursday mm. um, where people say, I don't, I don't trust God because he didn't do this and this and this and this and this. We spoke about it this morning yeah. where you don't have a relationship with God but you have these expectations of him that he not, he needs to jump when you say jump. And then if things does not work out the way you thought it was be, you're disappointed and your faith is down the drain. And I think many people experience that right now. Like, where yeah. were you? I thought 2020 is this and this and <laughs> whatever. And where are you now? Yeah. We Guys, we have to realize God is in control and God is still on the throne. And in the end, he already won. <laughs> Even though it might be absolutely crazy and chaos in the world he died on the cross he went to death he rose again and therefore he already won so yeah. the victory is ours we have already won if we are one with god mm. so we have no reason to fear it's tough it's like choosing the opposite of the reality it's like literally this is what i see but what is the truth we've, that's we've what faith is that yeah. is exactly Hebrews 11 1 we, we sometimes, I mean, we have looked at our bank and then there's minus, not even just zero, it's minus whatever. You say, okay, this is the reality. But the truth. But what is the truth? The truth is God said, you will never go hungry to bed. You will never not have a roof over your head. You will never, and that has never happened. Yeah. And we are cared for and provided for because of a pushing through of faith during difficult times saying, I'm not going to get stuck. And committing suicide is not the answer. It's not the answer. It never is. I know there might be some of you thinking there's no way out. There's always a way out. And there's always hope. It's good to speak to somebody to just bring it to the light once again. If you're mm. struggling, if you're going through time um, and you're struggling, and I mean mental health and illness is a real thing, if you are depressed in this time, I would urge you to speak to someone and not try and cope by yourself, yeah. especially if you are alone somewhere. Yeah, so good. Totally digressing from the question. No. Okay. It's a very long message you it's want to shout from the rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... <laughs> I would shout, put your faith in Jesus! There we That's go. That's shout. Good. I love that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And I can shout, let me tell you. That. Oh, my word, yes. Um, <laughs> so, at, on that note, I think I would love for you to just pray for everyone watching and listening. And then, then we can end off now. Cool.
Sê trandag nou klaar? Wil jy nog al selfs? Hoe laat sit? Amper twee. O ja, ons het goed gedoen, wow. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity to just have this lunchtime chat about you and everything that is you and about you. Mm. We just love you, we mm. honor you, and we worship you for who you are, not only in our lives, but in the lives of our families and our friends and our people and our country and our world at the moment, where it seems like it's such chaos. Mm. Everything is Everything is up in arms. It's just like everyone is, it's just, it's crazy. Father, but thank you that in this moment, I just ask that everyone watching this video will experience a supernatural peace, just covering them from head to toe in this moment, as if you breathe your life over them and your peace over them, and that they will be calm in this moment, realizing that you are faithful. You are who you said you are. Yes. You have never failed us. You have never failed us, and you never will. And even Amen. in the physical, where it seems like it might be the case, it is not the case. Mm. You say who you are, and you are who you say you are. Amen. We can believe in your word that you will get us through this, and that whatever is waiting for us at the end is going to be far better than we could have ever imagined as your children. And Father, I just pray that if there are any people or uh, any person watching in this um, day or at this time who does not have a relationship with you yet who has never chosen you yet that you will stir something yes, in their Jesus. hearts at the moment you, where they will somewhat type in the comments and say I choose you Jesus mm. because in that moment you say that in the moment you call upon the name of Jesus mm. that day you will be saved Amen. and in that moment that you will come over them with your everything with your whole being Father, Spirit, Son and that they will know that they will never be the same again. Yeah. Father I encourage people who know you that they will that they will encounter you in a different way in a new way in a fresh way but that they will hunger for you yes. that they will thirst for you that Thank in this you, time that they will just yearn for more of you and that mm. you will be their peace and their rock yes, and their provision Father. and their healer and everything they need that they will get it from you because mm. you are the well that does not run dry you are the bread of life you are everything we need and father we just pray for supernatural peace we pray for provision from the north and the south and the east and the west we pray for the people who are really hungry and really suffering at this moment mm. that you will bring the right people together that people who have feeding schemes will meet with people who have lack and that you mm. will just open supernatural doors for people to be connected and get yes, to each Lord. other that no one Amen. child will go to bed hungry yes, father, father that you will just yeah, you just feed your children mm. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, thank you for being with us on the, on the day that we had our first lady guest for Love Unlocks. And she was, you know, I like saying... I the, fixed my locks. The first lady. <laughs> I fixed my locks for locks. Locks, locks unlocks. Love unlocks. Um... Thank you very much. Oh, wow. Thank a, you very it's much a, it's a pleasure. For, for being here, for coming downstairs in your own house so that you can be here. I, <laughs> I appreciate have to it. Be up, my <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, for those of you who don't know, my, my wife has uh, an amazing website, letterwinkler.com, and also her, her company uh, is saimage.co.za. You can visit those websites. And then uh, before we end off, we just want to tell you that uh, on Thursday, Two days from now, we are starting our first Let's Talk Marriage online seminar. It's going to run over 10 weeks on Thursday nights, quarter past nine. It's starting this Thursday, 25 June. Mm -hmm. You can get the tickets and the Quicket link that's in this post. Mm -hmm. and uh, Or just go to Quicket and type in Let's Talk Marriage, Heinz and Oletta Winkler, and you'll mm -hmm. find it there as well. Uh, there are still some tickets left, and we would love for you to get on board and also share this with other people that you think can benefit mm -hmm. from it. Uh, we really believe in marriage. Mm -hmm. We really believe in family. And uh, from what we've experienced, what God has taught us, we just want to share from that place. We are not doctors. We haven't written books on it. We know. <laughs> but we love Jesus. We love marriage. And we, we want to share from that space. And we believe that God has a plan with this thing. So mm -hmm. get your ticket. Come and join us. It's starting on Thursday. And uh, yeah, it'll... We, we look forward to that. Just on that note, thank you that I can use this as an ad break as well. Yes. Because um, I had somebody ask me yesterday 
specifically she only gets paid on the 26th of the month can she still purchase a ticket and then slot in at any time we are going to make a ticket available every week until the end and you can slot in at any time and then watch all the videos from the start um just because we know that people's money is perhaps tied up and they can't get access right about right now so if you can't make it before thursday and go with us live you can purchase a ticket at any week and slot in from the beginning and watch through it with your spouse it's for singles it's for engaged couples um you can view it like we said at any time you don't have to be there on a thursday but it will be obviously be, be so much fun to, yeah. to do it live with you and get your questions and and stuff interact live. with you that's the that's one of the biggest points of the whole exercise so mm. Thank you so much. Thanks for your comments. And uh, if you have any more questions, please post well, them. Are there not any questions um, here for me? You've answered the ones that I can see. You've well, answered in in what you've said. So I think you you covered it all. The um, yeah. So okay. I think we're good. I I couldn't use my my iPad for all the oh. questions I normally see because something went wrong. That's why I I, oh. I lost it. Oh. But uh, we did see. Some of the questions, and I think she answered most of them. So thank you so much. And if you have any more questions, that's another reason to join us for the, the marriage course. Absolutely. Uh, we can go into more depth. There'll be a bit more time for things like that. So on Thursday, I am talking to Rochelle Liedemann, an amazing Christian artist, radio and TV personality, an amazing woman of God. So much fun. Yeah, she's awesome. So join me on Thursday for Love Unlocks with her. And uh, I will also tell you about who is coming next week on Love Unlocks, some exciting guests lined up for the week that week and the week after so uh, with that god bless you have a wonderful day and remember that god can unlock any part of your life Amen. at any point it's all about trusting him leaning into him for, for that relationship and bring it to the light <laughs> so yes okay bye